Welcome to Sister Strong, a podcast and video series all about possible. I am your host, Betsy Wiersma. We designed this podcast and video series to connect you to ideas and insights and amazing women that have things that could help you on your journey as we stand together, Sister Strong, for health and happiness. Try these things, try these things on, <laughs> put them in your toolkit, and see what could help you. Now, this is very timely, Sister Strong, right now, because we have the amazing Dr. Tracy McCubbin, who I was lucky enough to know in her past life before her private specialty practice when she was in Kaiser and she was my doc. Um, welcome to the show today, Tracy. Thank you, Betsy. Thank you so much for having me. Well, it, you are such a blessing to the Camp Experience Network. You are such a bright light. Um, your whole team with your integrated nutrition and healthy aging and radiance and all the good things you do. But today, I didn't let you cover everything in your show, in your world. I said, let's focus on this crazy virus. So um, let's go back a little bit and tell them a little bit about your background. And then let's just talk about, you know, all things Corona that people could know. Sounds great, Betsy. Well, hi, everyone. Uh, again, thank you for having me. So I, um, my career part one was in emergency medicine. I'm a medical doctor, a physician, and I trained here at Denver Health and am boarded in emergency medicine. I'm still very connected to the front lines, so a lot of the data that I have is kind of coming from there and that connection. And then, as Betsy said, I started a, the Centers for Complementary Medicine at Kaiser, and once we had a successful program there at Kaiser Permanent, the board of directors released me to go do Andy Wiles fellowship in integrative medicine. It's a two-year fellowship at the University of Arizona. And since that time, so I graduated, it became a boarded specialty. I'm boarded in integrative medicine. And then I'm also trained and certified in functional medicine. So kind of career part one and career part two. And I'm going to bring those together and give you my best info on COVID-19 today. Well, I tell you, everybody, you know, there's so much. I think the good news and bad news is with social media and so many channels, there's so much information. So that's good news on sometimes, but it's bad news because sometimes weird rumors get started and they go nuts and people that are fearful sometimes share things they don't know. So you know, you are real. So let's go kind of just take everybody through what do we know and what do we need to do? All right, so this weekend, sort of in preparation, I went to the PubMed, which is where the medical articles are published. And believe it or not, there's 289 articles in the medical literature about COVID-19. Now, those are not the highest quality studies now because we're pumping out the information, trying to get it in peer-reviewed journals around the world so that we can share that information um, and know how to best uh, treat this virus. But it's a novel virus, so it's new. And that's part of what makes it a little bit scary. We don't have any herd immunity um, and it's very contagious and very easily spread um, so that's kind of uh, part of what the issues are it's important to know that in the vast majority of people um, and we're talking 95% this is going to be very uh, mild even asymptomatic in so many people so not a big deal but there is a small subset of the population we think it's somewhere between five and eight percent it's really hard to know those numbers because because we're not testing all the asymptomatic people you know people who don't have symptoms are not getting tested so it's really hard to know what the actual numbers are but there is a small subset of the population that manages to get a lot sicker and this virus causes um, a syndrome called adult acute respiratory distress syndrome or ARDS 
which is a fancy word for saying um, that in some people, when it attaches uh, to the lining of the lung and starts multiplying and replicating, um, some people have a really exaggerated immune response and they produce all these inflammatory mediators. They're called cytokines, the cytokine storm. And it make, puts all this gunk in the lung and makes it very hard to oxygenate. So we have to put them on uh, a ventilator. We have to put a tube in and breathe for, through them, breathe for them through the episode until they're uh, on their own again. And that is what is a little bit scary. I mean, because we don't want too many people getting sick too quickly because we can overwhelm the system. You know, it's uh, kind of the analogy of a hotel room. You know, you can't make a small hotel room a suite. And that's kind of what's going on in the hospital. There's a lot of rooms, but there's not a lot of ICU rooms. And it takes a specialized staff, specialized physicians and nurses to care for these people that are really, really sick. So all this social distancing we're doing and this uh, self-quarantine is trying to prevent this from spreading too quickly if that makes sense. Got it. Yeah. And I think that's really important to talk about because now as the world, some of the countries are starting to try to, you know, get back a little bit more to a new normal, you know, and, and people are saying, oh yeah, you know, whatever. I still think it's very important that the whatever is still not overloading the hospital system so that the super sick people don't have a chance to get better. You know, I mean, it's, yeah. it's like all of us doing our part. Yes. We want the super sick people to get what they need, right. which is mechanical ventilation sometimes. Yeah. yeah. And, and the thing is, you know, it's, it's older folks, and we'll talk a little bit about why that is, and it's people with um, comorbid conditions or, or underlying conditions like diabetes, high blood pressure, uh, cancer, undergoing cancer treatment, some forms of autoimmune disease. Um, but then every once in a while, it's, you know, a young, relatively healthy person that just kind of crumps. That's the medical term, right? <laughs> that's, the kind, that's what we worry about. And for some reason, they have a very exaggerated immune response, and it causes them to get sick really quickly. And we don't necessarily know exactly why that's happening yet. We think it may be genetic. We think it may be viral load, um, you know, how much virus they're exposed to. Um, but really, we just don't know yet um, yeah. who might be at risk. Well, I, I think that, you know, it just really goes back to why all of us have a part in what we can do. And as, you know, painful as it is, it's still so much better to be healthy and to, to be in quarantine with your family than to take the risk of getting one of those possibly super sick people ill, unwittingly, maybe if you didn't have any symptoms. Um, so it's so important for people to cooperate. So tell Ooh, us now, you know. Great family time. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> I'm about to have a lot of it. We're already you, having you, some. Have fun and clean your house and plant your garden and all that stuff. Yeah, and learn how to homeschool and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. um, okay, so we know a little bit about it. So then go and start telling us, like, um, how do we be our healthiest self to hopefully have the right systems in place to kind of fight it off if we happen to get exposed to it? And, you know, what are some of the important parts of that? Well, and yeah, so avoid, you know, the practical tips, of course, that are out there in the media. I second um, all of those. Um, but what Betsy just said is exactly right. You really want to be your healthiest self. You want to make sure that your immune system is firing on all cylinders, but that it's modulated. It's not underactive or overactive. And so supporting your immune system is really, uh, I think, the way to go. So you, this is the time to eat a really healthy diet. Um, you know, if you do venture out to the grocery 
grocery store, most of what's left is healthy produce. So get your fruits and vegetables in. Uh, cooking is making a big comeback and now's a good time to try your hand at maybe some of your grandma's recipes, <laughs> some of those kind of things. Um, and you wanna be nutrient sufficient, um, meaning taking a good quality multivitamin, multimineral to sort of fill in those gaps um, that you may not be getting exactly from your diet. And when I say good quality, uh, I like a nutraceutical grade multivitamin, uh, Costco, Walgreens, you know, even Whole Foods to some extent, those are not great. So if you have any questions, you can certainly give our office a call and we can help navigate you through that. Another thing that you talk about is also your mental and emotional health, because, you know, fear, I always say choose faith over fear, right? And I say fear and worry is negative prayer and making stuff up that hasn't happened yet, <laughs> you know, and so talk a little bit about that, you know, about how do we limit yeah. some of the input that could be causing us to create, you know, a, a reaction in our body. Yeah, stress, it really does a number on the immune system. Acute stress, but, but when stress becomes more chronic, it really sabotages your immune system. So first and foremost, I think you want to limit your news feed, right, on both COVID-19 and let's throw it in, finances and the stock market. You know, you should really only be checking that once a day. Maybe if you want to check again for a short time in the afternoon, nothing after five or six o'clock at night because it's going to affect your sleep. And sleep is also very important for the immune system. Another thing that I would recommend um, is considering meditation during this time. I, I like to tell everybody to meditate. It is one of the things that promotes healthy aging, one of the few things in the medical literature that we know actually prolongs the length of our telomeres, the ends of our genes, and promotes a healthy disease-free life. So as little as five to ten minutes a day is effective, and I'm on day 17. Uh, Deepak Chopra and the Chopra Center have a wonderful meditation series that they're making free for everyone and it's called hope in uncertain times and uh, day 17 was what I did today and they talked about spreading hope and so that's hopefully what I'm doing to you is spreading hope you know things will get back to normal this will all calm down the end is not near you know that sort of thing yeah, uh, you are spreading hope and information, which I think is also, you know, very important. And that's kind of what the Camp Experience Network is built for, is we are always about education, inspiration, and connections to the real sources to really help people. And uh, yeah, I, I, I am one of your patients, so I am so interested about this meditation. I've been working on it myself, but I've told about 10 people since you told me meditation is going to help us live a better, healthy life. I've been telling everybody's Tracy's tips. Yes, meditation is um, a great one. And so that's something that I'm sure as people get to know you and your practice, you can help them find some resources for it. So um, well, we have, let's we talk have, about exercise. Oh, yeah. We have the monkey mind. So you really want to try to calm the monkey mind. And they're going a little bit crazy right now. Yeah, the yeah. monkey mind is when you make stuff up at night. Oh. And I know we can all relate. You wake up in the middle of the night and it's either I didn't, I didn't, I could, I should, should on yourself, list, whatever. And then you start to go a little bonkers and then you get all your adrenaline running and everything wakes you up. So don't do the monkey mind, do meditation. Uh, <laughs> let's talk about exercise, which I like to think of is movement. Um, talk a little bit about that role in that for your healthy being. 
Oh, so important for your immune system um, to maintain exercise. It's a little bit harder now. The gyms are closed. You know, I, I'm sad I can't go to core power yoga. Um, but keeping up with your exercise is really important. And it's important now for mild to moderate exercise. We do know that really strenuous exercise, although in the long run it boosts your immune system, in the short term, it can actually suppress your immune system for up to four to six hours after. So now is more the time to do the light jog, uh, maybe one to two miles around the park, you know, ride your bike, walk is great. Um, I have some free weights and I've been uh, going out in the backyard and alternating upper body and lower body strength training workouts with my son. It's been really fun. I mean, you can do creative things, uh, jump rope, <laughs> skip hop, skip, and jump. Um, seriously, we've been throwing the medicine ball back and forth. Anything like that will really boost and help your immune system and keep it sort of in moderation for now. There's a lot of great online videos too, if you're into that sort of thing. Yes, and in the Camp Experience Network, we have yoga online with Iyengar Yoga Center. Uh, Lindy is doing privates for Pilates. If you just, you know, your back's not feeling good, you need a special stretch. Uh, lots of things at campexperience.com on our Sister Strong page. So you can find that. Okay, and now let's talk about the world of supplements and vitamins. And so what can I do to boost my immune system? And then at the end, we'll tell everyone how to find you to get the really a neutral grade, you know, nutraceutical versions of these. So talk about uh, supplements. Okay, so I'm gonna, Betsy told me to give you, you the top three. Okay, so I'm gonna narrow it down to three. Um, I'm sorry, Betsy, but I'm gonna have to throw in a fourth one for those over 40. But okay. we'll start out with, so vitamin C, I'm gonna refer to my notes, I have them beside me a little bit, but vitamin C is a great one. We know that it's an antioxidant. We know that it has anti-inflammatory properties. It supports the immune system. And it does have some proven efficacy around COVID-19. So many, uh, patients in the intensive care unit are part of clinical trials where we're giving high dose IV vitamin C in the hospital. So um, 500 milligrams every 12 hours should be um, plenty. It's a good thing to be on right now and you can certainly be on that dose for a few months um, and it won't hurt you. Very low side effects, kind of moderate evidence to support around this virus in particular. Okay. Number one. That was number one. Number, number two. Okay. Number two. Um, number two is zinc. Now, I test a lot of patients, a lot of my patients for zinc. Uh, I like to do a red blood cell zinc. I can sometimes also do it in a functional nutritional test, or I can do it just in basic blood work through LabCorp or Kaiser, for instance. And I find a lot of patients deficient in zinc. So I think this one is especially important. Zinc is intricate uh, for the functioning of the immune system. It's very, very important. And what we found around COVID-19 is it actually, once the virus gets into your system and gets into that lung tissue, it replicates. And zinc helps prevent the virus from replicating or multiplying in your body. So um, it's very uh, important, 15 to 30 milligrams. You don't wanna go too high a dose. If you start going higher, you need to also have a little bit of copper because those two are in balance. But you can do 15 to 30 milligrams once a day. Um, and again, that's safe for a few months as well. All right, number three. Three, 
Number three coming up, quercetin. Now this one is up and coming. Um, the NIH has just recently funded uh, some grant money to look at it for both prevention and treatment of COVID-19. Um, this is a uh, phytochemical, so a plant-based um, quercetin. Actually, you get it in the skin of apples, um, and it's what give red onions those red color. Um, so it's a naturally occurring compound, um, and it has great uh, antiviral properties. Again, some against the coronavirus. Now, I kind of tend to use quercetin at this time of year for allergies anyway. I put a lot of my patients on that for those who have spring allergies. Um, but you can do 500 milligrams every 12 hours, um, and it's pretty inexpensive uh, to get. Um, and like I said, we're looking at research now. I know a number of uh, hospital protocols are giving patients on the floor and in the ICU quercetin on a regular basis. Nice. And the bonus number four. <laughs> So this is for all of us that are over 40. So that would be me. That would and be me. I'm sorry. That's a lot of people that are on the podcast today. So the, the, one, the next one I would talk about is melatonin. So, you know, this coronavirus, when you see pictures of it, it's got this little crown. That's where the corona comes from. And it actually binds to a receptor. And the theory is that melatonin uh, prevents the virus from binding to that receptor site. Um, at least that's the theory at this point. And we think that's the reason why children between the ages of one and 10, which is when our melatonin is the highest, are really not affected by this, uh, this illness much at all, by this virus much at all. And that older people, as we get older, melatonin declines with age. And it declines slowly up until about the age of 40. And then it tends to go down a lot more quickly. So we think that maybe why, you know, over 40, the virus is hitting everyone a little bit harder. Um, and that's where the deaths are. You know, it goes up each decade over 40 um, in terms of who is at risk for death from the illness. But again, that's a very small minority of people who are at risk of death, but it's important to mention. So melatonin, um, anywhere from one to three milligrams, uh, you want to take that about an hour before you go to bed. I'd start with the lower dose because it can make some people a little bit groggy in the morning. Um, but it can really help with sleep. And again, sleep is really important for the immune system. So try it out if you're over 40. Well, I resemble that remark. I'm <laughs> over 40. I have a birthday month in April. Okay, 59, 59, yeah, okay. Um, so I'm glad you ended on sleep because that's one thing that I have really made a promise to myself besides all the other things you tell me and that I'm doing is to really pay attention to sleep. And um, to just say that that is what I'm going to give myself every day. Those nice, for me, eight hours when I can get it, nine every once in a while for fun. And I think one day I slept 10 hours because my body just <laughs> needed it. But I think just processing, oh my gosh, are we in some kind of weird dream? I woke up, I can't go to anywhere. <laughs> what happened to my nails? What happened to my hair? <laughs> you know, so many things changed and some will be always changed and different. And I think telemedicine in the way that you and your practice have reached out has been fantastic and that you're running cleanses and that you know, you're know you doing videos and you're doing posts and that you've got a nutrition component. And uh, it's such a great home to come and have a private doctor like Tracy who can you know see where you are and then really take the time and energy to get you where you're going. So um, Tracy, tell everyone how to find you and your practice. Yes. So I will read it out loud for those that are you are just listening, but I also made a cute little flyer to put up here if you can see the whole thing. 
So Radiance Functional Medicine, our phone number is 303-333-1668. And our email address is admin at radiancefunctionalmedicine.com. And we wanted to encourage you to like us on Facebook and Instagram because we are doing, you know, every couple days we're putting out a great um, uh, tip for how to survive quarantine. Uh, we're putting out some great nutritious recipes and I'm doing pretty regular uh, COVID-19 updates as more information becomes available. So there's our uh, Instagram handle and Facebook. It's at Radiance FM. So we'd love to see you. There you go. Well, that was a great, no one has ever done a handout. You are the star of the Sister Strong podcast, Yay! Tracy, um, not only by all your great content, but your great energy, your light for all of us. And again, I can't um, say more about you as my personal physician and how great it is to age um, with radiance and lots of light and to be really, I'm no kidding aside, 59 and feeling like I'm 30, like my two hip replacements functioning, don't hurt. I can walk my dogs. I can, you know, enjoy my family. I have the energy and vitality to live a really happy full life. Um, normally tra trampsing around the world, uh, <laughs> soon to be again, soon to be again, trampsing around the world. So thank you for um, being such a great support of that. And thanks all of you who are listening or watching our sister strong podcast and video series, which is all about possible. We are here with the Camp Experience Network to just bring you connections for education and inspiration and ideas and the real deal of people that just have the agenda to serve you, to welcome you and to help your life be super fantastic. Please share this podcast and video series with anyone interested in ideas and insights and unconditional love and some fun and some humor and some light and a good part of your day. I am your host, Betsy. Wiersma.